0: Hi, this is James Jokum, host of Web Comics Reviews and Interviews. Tonight, it's WebComics 101, and why you should probably start running now. So sit back, relax, and let the geek fest begin. So, somehow or another, you've got an interest in webcomics. This is all fine and good, but you may want to keep in mind that there's going to be a whole lot of pluses and minuses to the situation. This podcast is going to be looking tonight at all those individual pluses and minuses so when you basically make the final plunge into the web comics you have at least a general idea of what you're looking into keep in mind that everybody's experience is entirely different therefore your mileage may vary however there are some pretty much basics that everybody has to deal with at one time or another so just keep in mind that either'll be a general guide of what you can expect but again everybody's mileage varies in a lot of different ways so stepping into the background for a second web comics have been around since about the mid 1980s um even it was really basic you know just a simple illustration and it was put around through various bulletin board systems. It wasn't until the World Wide Web of the 1990s that it really started taking off, and that's because it was probably the best, and well, in all honesty, outside of porn, probably one of the few actual entertainments available online. I mean, you still have the bulletin board systems and discussion boards, which were really starting to take off, but there was no actual real entertainment just yet. I mean there was a lot of file sharing however YouTube hadn't really come along yet and well a lot of the audio just what took almost forever to download. So in essence all you really had at the time were bulletin boards. Well webcomic comic came in to help fill out the void. And then once webcomics came in and people started seeing all the different ways in which you could use the internet, well, obviously the webcomics sort of disappeared in the background to a certain degree. However, they do go through periods of resurgence because well, there's a certain advantage, the biggest advantage to web comics is that you can basically have to do whatever you want. I mean, there's a serious freedom of expression that just If you want to do a quick little one-panel thing, great. If you want to do this full-blown comic book, even better. You can also take advantage of the fact that it's an infinite canvas and just all things break loose. I mean, you've had some people really get into using the fact that you've got this practically infinite area to play with that you just don't have when it comes to... You know, something is published or other areas. And of course, there are ways to monetize the webcomics that people have figured out all sorts of weird ways to do this with. Don't worry, we'll get to a lot of them later on. For now, just realize that you can do pretty much anything you want to and go at it from there. So, I guess while we're looking at other advantages the other advantage is that you can create your own little revenue stream I mean it takes a lot of work don't get me wrong and you have to get really creative on it but you can use webcomics to not only create a nice little revenue stream for yourself but also help find a way to market yourself a lot of people have used webcomics comics in order to, as a stepping stone to other careers I mean, you've had some people actually step into actual published houses based on the strengths of the webcomic. So, there is that. Unfortunately, if you're serious about doing a webcomic, it involves a lot of free labor, at least at the start. The other problem, of course, will be finding collaborators, somebody to help deal with it on the comic. And, of course, you're going to have to learn how to do social marketing. And, last but not least, is the dreaded buffer. In essence, you're going to want to put a couple of webcomics ahead just to make sure you, something bad happens, or if you want to take a break, or, you know, 57 other reasons. So, real quick, let's explore all those. <laughs> Like you knew this wasn't going to happen, right? Alright. Going back to the advantages list Freedom of expression, marketable resume, per- personal income. Freedom of expression, like you said, you can do anything you want. You want to explore a genre that nobody else has explored, or mismatch 27 other genres? Now's the time to try. It. You want to try a particular art style, or get a lot of practice at a particular type of. This is a great way to do it. I mean, nothing else. You've got a lot of great feedback, especially if you use the right services. Um, and I can't stress that feedback enough because one of the cool things about web is that it is ultimately a community. And it's one that you can take full advantage of to not just get your own word out, but also to figure out weird ways, you know. If you're having a problem, you can probably ask somebody. That's the biggest advantage of a community admittedly you have to do all the work yourself but at least people are there to spur you on and say hey you could be doing this better or try to not to do this that much or you know if you need feedback you've got it it's just a matter of figuring out where to go to to find the best feedback on it for some people creating a marketable resume is just cool in and of itself admittedly you have to work a little bit on the web design and make things because there's a lot of really great sites out there for web comics but they tend to be a little bit on the clergy side that is, they tend to be really basic and admittedly there's some really great sites out there, in fact it's really easy to find them, you want to try to avoid the real simple ones of course, there is sort of a plus minus on there. What I'm talking about is that you have some web comic community sites like Drunk Duck or uh, Spider Forest where you can go to and get some sign up, and you got the advantage of all the marketing you, that that site has. Unfortunately, you also have to be exclusive to that site and you have to deal with any limitations that are also dealing with that site. A lot of times this means you have to do a lot of extra coding. In other words, you have to to set up the site yourself and throw on their specific buttons as well as other information in order to be ranked and all that. Others, it's a little bit more wild west out there. And even though you've got a lot of your own personal freedom, well, when it comes to doing your own website, personal freedom is not necessarily a good thing. I mean, if you're willing to put in the time and learn how to code, great. Otherwise, you're going to come up with something really horrible. I mean, Not only will it be stripped down and really basic, but it's just not going to look right. So there's always that consideration. Before you sign up for a a community, always check it out and see what kind of support you have but once you sign up for the community the cool thing is that you've got all this potential feedback and like I said, all this potential help if you need it after all, the community as a whole wants to succeed and that means you have to help everybody else in that group succeed as well so you know, if you're going to do webcomics, try to become part of the community because you get that little bit extra boost and all that But the cool thing is that you also get to do pretty much whatever you want. I mean, even the community has certain rules and regulations about the material that they prefer not to see. You do have a lot of really cool lack of limitations otherwise. So that allows you to try pretty much anything you'd ever want to try. And yeah, this means if you want to try a little something on the uh, risque or erotic side, hey, you're welcome to do that as well. You can do that just as much as you can do in an all-ages comic. So, in short, you can have as much support or as much background as you can possibly get your hands on. You've also got this really cool thing called a marketable resume. The webcomic allows you to demonstrate what you can or certainly certain you can't do. For those of you who are really into trying experimental things this can be a major plus. On the other hand if all you're trying to do is get into a, another big publishing company it allows you to demonstrate that not only can you keep a schedule but you can also have a consistent style of art even though case okay, once in a while you'll have a little bit of fun. I mean it's really cool to you know have like 20 strips all of the same art style and graphic style and then break off into a quick little arc, of 5 to 10 comics where you just simply go crazy that's all on you but the bottom line here is that by taking advantage of the comic and having a little bit of fun with it you have what's called well a marketable resume that is you're going through and creating a resume that actually is proof of concept of what you can and can't do and usually that's not a really a bad thing especially if you're trying to establish yourself as an artist you're trying to establish yourself as a writer it may seem to feel a little bit more interesting but in that case you're going to want to try to work with different artists but that can be a problem in and of itself And, of course, you can also, too, set up a potential income. Um, For a lot of webcomicers, there's the real basic, you know, you sell advertising on your space. Um, Others will set up with some sort of print-on-demand service in order to, you know, create books and other merchandise. And, of course, you can always do a PayPal donation button or something equivalent that will help you know, go straight to your funds stepping back for a sec print-on-demand is replacing what they used to call a vanity press that is you basically go to a vanity publisher have them do a couple hundred copies of your book and then do whatever you wanted to with that with those issues or those volumes well The modern version, the internet-based version, is print-on-demand, P.O.D. You expect to hear me say that a lot. What basically happens is that a person will get interested in somebody's book online and will want either a digital or a physical copy. Well, if they want just the straight electronic version, that can be downloaded straight to their hard drive, no problem. Or phone or tablet or other device. Again, it's just straight bits. It can be downloaded wherever you want to. However, it gets the name print on demand because instead of having a whole lot of things in the background, in other words, instead of you having to lug around a couple thousand books for whoever wants them at any time, what the POD publisher will do is print those books up on whenever they're requested. And then we'll ship that to the individual persons for you. In other words, all you have to do is set up the electronic um, file, usually a PDF. Order one copy for yourself, just basically as a proof copy, just to go through and make sure it looks fine. And then you're good to go. Um, The two best services for this are Lulu.com and Kablam.com. Look them up. They're really good services. But, you can also set up through sites like Etsy or half a dozen other sites if you want to do other stuff like prints or toys or other stuff based off your comics. In other words, there's a lot of really cool merch possibilities depending on what you're willing to go through and what you're willing to do yourself. Um... Again, you can take advantage of other kinds of print-on-demand services like Zazzle or Cafe Press that will put your branding on various uh, different types of products. And this runs the full gamut from t-shirts, calendars, magnets. There's even a couple of sites out there that will even do plushies and card games for you. So it's just a matter of figuring out what kind of merch you want to do and going for it. Obviously, you market this well, and the webcomic takes off. This will translate into some serious revenue. Don't expect a whole lot, however. Generally speaking, very few uh, webcomicers can do more than pay the rent. Most people, if they're lucky, will get enough for like a pizza or two f- for a month. So here's where it's going to depend on how much, ma- how much marketing you end up doing for thing, but the bottom is you've got some serious freedom of expression because you can do pretty much anything you want you can turn this into a resume for something else and you can also be able to make this into a potential income source so that's not necessarily a bad thing however There are the frustrations. (laughs) And trust me, there's going to be lots of them. The biggest initial problem will be looking for a collaborator. Not everybody can do writing and illustration. It's just entirely different mindset. So generally you'll find somebody who's really good at writing and somebody who's really good at doing the art, but usually not somebody who can do both. I mean, there are exceptions and you usually tend to find them doing the four-panel strips. So, you know, you really want to debate if you're going to do something serious. You really want to debate if you want to do it alone. Generally speaking, you don't, but in order to find a collaborator, you have to go through so much, Mm -hmm. and especially if you're a writer, because right now, a lot of the illustrators are pretty much tired of doing things just for exposure so if the one thing you've got going for you is just for exposure don't even bother unless you've got one really really cool idea and by really really cool idea this is not something you just think is a really cool idea but something you've had other people mention so don't. it can happen it can happen especially if you have some way of bringing in and paying the artist right off the bat so but nine times out of ten most webcomics have a problem just finding people to get together and do it in the first place so keep that in mind if you're a writer you may want to take a good couple of semesters of art classes and there's no way I can recommend that more, even if you're not interested in ultimately drawing yourself. Um, something to keep in mind here is that your webcomic doesn't necessarily have to be ultra high art in order to succeed. Like you know, I keep emphasizing four-panel comics. That's because the most, when most people think that, well, look at the newspaper columns and all that. You know, you're not talking you have to do ultra-realistic ultra-detailed art just something that gets a general picture across if you're doing something humorous even better because that means you don't you know, the detail doesn't necessarily mandatory as for that matter, even if you're doing something serious you can generally pull off a really simple art style it just depends on what you're trying to pull off so again you're if you're a writer, you may want to just worry more about taking art classes, because trust me if you're an artist I hate using the analogy, but it's sort of like a woman at a bar you're the guy. a writer is a guy artists are the women if artist wants to go home with somebody, they're going home with somebody there's not a question in that it's just a matter of finding the right person to link up with writers, <laughs> Um, once you get going you're also going to want to keep up a buffer which can get frustrating in and of itself you usually want to keep a good two to three week buffer which can mean anywhere from just a couple of comics to you know as many as 2130 you want to basically be ahead enough that if something happens to interrupt the flow you're good to go or if you want to basically do a whole lot of comics in one fell swoop hey you're good to go you know you want to take a vacation something bad happens all you're doing is covering yourself unfortunately maintaining that buffer can be a source of frustration in and of itself especially there at the beginning so keep that in mind you're also going to have to learn how to do social marketing Um, in order to become any kind of success you're going to have to get the word out and that means bugging people that means posting every so often on Facebook Twitter you name it you know you're going to be a big fan on Pinterest and heaven knows you may even learn how to do Instagram these are all not bad ways of getting the word out but you're going to have to become a master of social marketing Yes, this means happening to find a huge number of comics groups to subscribe to just so that every so often you can advertise your comic great Um, keep in mind one of the problems with being in the comics group is they don't always encourage advertising once in a while you'll come across a group that's just there for to talk about basic topics or how to accomplish things while this is a really cool part of the community it's not so great for if you're doing advertising so keep that in mind there's also going to be the free labor part especially there at the beginning all this is looking at is that your part of the thing until you actually start getting an income flow happening is going to be be a work of love there's just no getting around that you're going to be putting hours every week trying to figure out 37 ways how to pull stuff off and even if you've got a really great website where you you know the community is incredible the work is still going to come down on you you know that onus is going to be depending on what you do so that's something to consider is that there is going to be a lot of free labor involved especially at the beginning I mean just and we're not just talking in terms of doing the comic in and of itself even if you got a community that does all the web design for you, you're still going to be looking at doing basic maintenance every so often. Uh, you're going to have to decide which comics go into the archive and which ones don't. This is not always an easy decision. Or for that matter, how you're going to organize your archives. Um, and again, you're going to be doing a lot of social marketing, so there's also that to be considered as well. And so on and so forth. Read there's a lot of work involved so keep that in mind especially if if you've already got a full time job and or if you're a student especially if you're a student so just those little things to keep in mind however once you get your webcomic up and going and you're dealing with all the frustrations and trust me, I've seen people go from solid black hair to solid gray it's the artist's life is not always as easy and glamorous as people seem to make it out to be if somebody tells you that being an artist is 100% glamour yeah, you need to shoot these people and go on these people are idiots there's a, uh, you know, being an artist, even a writer, is not necessarily as much fun as people think. There's a lot of stress, a lot of locking yourself into a studio away from things, and just simply doing it. So, and on top of that, if we're looking at the writers, well, you know. It's really hard to communicate what you do as a writer, even if you know everybody knows it. Go figure, right? You just don't have anything physical to demonstrate. Whereas if you're an illustrator, you're going to have somebody who has something there and is, you know, can actually go, "Hey, this is what I've done," and can actually show people. Because nothing is more boring than looking at a script. Looking at beautiful drawings, great you know, people can go all day and look at beautiful paintings. So looking at really great webcomic panels pretty much just the same as long as they're actually interesting. The only problem is people don't really care all that much about the words unless they actually get into it. So being a, a writer sort of sucks. There's a reason writers are considered pretty much the basics of the industry but not really all that important and I'm not trying to come down on art writers I'm pretty much a writer myself keep in mind I'm just trying to point out that if you're expecting this really cool glamorous life because I can be called an artist writers really aren't considered artists in their own right which sort of sucks so keep that in mind you've got all the passion and usually nothing to show for it unless you're really really good so keep, if you're coming into this for the chicks yeah this is not the uh, this is not the field for you for that matter if you're coming into it for the money really debate that one so but when it comes to the money part hey there's all sorts of possibilities let's look real quick at one of the biggest communities out there, Drunk Duck but I think now it's going by the Duck Comics or Duck Web Comics originally when it was set up it was just set up as a big huge web comic that was the major innovation it had was that it would allow you to rate your comic relative to everybody else this allowed you all sorts of pluses and minuses usually, well, okay, a couple of minuses when you're big and famous is that you're going to get mimicked and somebody might steal your thunder But, if you're one of the top dogs, that is your top-ranked comic, you get all all the clicks. That is, you get all the visitors coming in and saying hi and looking at your comic. And, of course, that means that, in this case, success tends to become an avalanche. As long as you can put something out that people like, you'll always be good to go. One problem, of course, is getting up there in the first place. But if you do get up there, well, Drunk Duck, even though currently I believe it now belongs to a company called Wowio, did belong to a company called Platinum Studios. Which, if you're into movies, put out movies like Dylan, um, Dylan Dog and Cowboys and Aliens. That is there's an actual possibility that your webcomic could actually go from just a simple digital version possibly to a printed version and then to a movie version. And of course, once you hit that movie version usually no matter how bad it is it's a really cool thing to put on your resume. So, you know when we're starting looking at Drunk Duck there was always a possibility of people actually seeing those web comics in movies. Even though I don't think there were really a whole lot of them. So, however, the advantage of being on Drunk Duck, especially if you got to be one of the more popular comics, is that you can install the space on the comic and make money that way. You know, everybody does that sell by advertising and sponsors and other things. And, well, that's how you do it with a webcomic. You can also throw up site uh, links to other sites that you're doing. For example, if you've compiled all your comics, you can actually put them into a PDF and throw them at a print-on-demand printer. If you're really good... You can, set up what's called, you, know, you can obviously do some sort of crowdsourcing like Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Yeah, I know, I'm throwing a lot of links out there. But the advantage of having this crowdsourcing going is that at that point, rather than just simply having people buy your stuff on, through print-on-demand, what you can then do is not only sell off a couple hundred, couple thousand comic books at the same time but also create a reserve so you can actually buy books for yourself and then go to convention to sell these books. Obviously I'm willing to point out that you know make sure you've got some really good shipping or you've got a way to ship it to the convention and if you are gonna ship it to a convention how to take those books back. Because once those books are printed off they're yours and well you know a hundred page book is roughly about a pound so when you see somebody's doing like two thousand books that's a ton of that's a literal ton of books and if they don't sell you're going to have to figure out a way how to store them luckily you can donate them to co- um, libraries try to sell them up to local comic book shops so on and so forth so there is that, but you know, part of the whole comic book thing is, if you, when you're successful, you start doing crowdsourcing and getting those reserve books set up. So that's always a, that's always a serious plus. There used to be a service called Project Wonderful, which was really sweet originally it was set up in fact for webcomics even though it got took off and was all for all sorts of minor sites like blogs that sort of thing what this enabled you to do was to find advertisers and then trade off whatever credits you earned into and put it invested in other advertising (coughs) so in other words your advertising on your site could lead to advertising on other sites major cool advantage in and of itself because that meant that the more popular your site was, the more popular you can make it elsewhere. And if you run a community as well, you not only had your marketing going for it, but you also had the community's marketing going for you. And so, you'd be getting a huge number of... You could potentially be getting, you know, a couple million hits a, a week. And of course, that translates into other things. So, remember what I said about that potential income? This is sort of what I'm talking about now. The only problem, of course, is that you have to get your hits up there in the first place. So, I guess, sort of backing up this deck, keep in mind, you can also take advantage of other sites and not just have comic books going. You can also put your stuff on merchandise. Merchandise. In other words, you want the a, a calendar for your comic book? No problem. This can be done. T-shirts? Easy. Stickers, magnets, coffee cups? It just depends on the site. You're going to have to experiment a little bit. Um, Two I'll submit right off the bat would be Cafe Press and Zazzle. I Mainly because they have a wide range of potential... Um, merchandise that you can do all for yourself if you're really creative and you don't mind doing more interesting stuff and trust me this gets really cool really quick you can set up your own fashion line Um, some people have actually done their own stuffed animals based on their comic and there are ways to actually find people to do this kind of stuff for you if you're really having fun and you have a wide range of characters you can also set up a collectible card game. And again, you can print those decks off yourself for your own purposes or again, you can go POD. So there's a whole lot of a lot of potential as far as making an m- income from this. You just have to make sure that the product you're setting up in the first place is pretty good. And it's also backed by one heck of a marketing campaign but the quality is the key word here and here's sort of the big bad version of this no matter how if your comic isn't at least decent quality it's not going to become a success i mean you've got these people that tend to think that any comic will do well it just has to do okay it has to look okay you know they've got this whole cynical thing going for them that they think that it's really easy to do a web comic and therefore to market it out. Well, that's not the case. And here's sort of the biggest part: you've really got to seriously debate on this. Can your web comic actually sustain itself in terms of quality? more than 5 or 10 strips that is is this something that's potentially long term this is where it sort of helps to have somebody outside that you trust their opinion on you know the standard tro- uh, the standard cliche of try to avoid friendly really applies to be we can meet friends and family that will tell you whatever they want you to hear just to keep you up you know they seem to you their goal is to be your cheerleader and sometimes that works against you. When it comes to anything artistic, that's definitely the case. Especially if you've got a really highly supportive mother who will, you know, okay everything you do. You know, it's not going to work that well for you later on. In all honesty, if you as an artist, especially, Especially a writer Don't have a thick skin You're going to need to develop one You're going to need to learn How to take criticism Even worse criticism out there I mean You've got all these people That are like Taking all these criticisms That are like racist and all that And you've got to remember That that kind of stuff Even though it's going to drag you down eventually has got to start hitting you Like water off a duck's back It was legitimate, constructive criticism. Hey, listen to it. But if it's the kind of criticism that's just toxic, you know, if they go after your race, your sex, your gender, whatever, they're just random trolls trying to to bring you down, you know, trust me, they can't. It's going to be up to you to develop some sort of thick skin in order to deal with this and straight up as a writer if you're not used to dealing with rejection 9 times out of 10 you're not much of a writer yeah you heard it if you're not into rejection don't even become a writer in the first place because some writers that's all they deal with I mean you've got some incredible success stories based off of 30, 40, 50 rejections heck you know and not you know it's just you've got people like even Mark Twain and J.K. Rowlands who've had to deal with rejection a lot so if you're a writer and you're not into just keeping into it no matter what no matter how badly you get rejected yeah well you're going to find out really quick how bad that can be All I can say is stick to it and see what happens. You know? I mean, with an illustrator at least, like I said, they're basically the women at the bar. An illustrator can generally always find something. And even if they don't, well, usually I have enough confidence in what they do. That doesn't really matter. So... Not saying that we don't have some thin-skinned artists out there, or that art, you know, illustrators shouldn't develop their own thick skins. But you, as a writer, really need to develop a thick skin and thicker the better. I mean, we're talking plate mail, ballistic armor type stuff. Just be aware that you're going to be dealing with a lot of criticism, and not all of it's good. Some of it can be downright toxic, and some of it, if you listen to it way too much will make you go suicidal. I mean, just look at what happened with the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. The guy would... You know, basically felt like he was drummed out of... You know, all the actor circles. And he wasn't getting a new job because of how badly he got nailed for being Jar Jar Binks. So... You know... I just... Sorry, I can't... You need to keep realizing that you're going to be dealing with criticism. And you're going to have to figure out a way to discern real criticism, real constructive criticism from the fake people who want to tear you down. And you're going to need to learn how to listen to the people who want to build you up or at least, you know, give you honest, constructive criticism on how to make your comic better and in some cases, yeah, you probably shouldn't be doing a webcomic and it'll become previously pretty, pretty quick so you know only if you're willing to put up with all this toxic criticism should you even consider being a webcomic person in the first place but and hopefully I haven't belabored that point way too much so If you can find somebody who's willing to help you, who's willing to say, hey, this is what you're doing right, this is what you're doing wrong, do more of this, less of that, and is willing to show you a lot of the really cool stuff, hey, go for it. You know, do whatever it takes to build that relationship with that person. And more importantly, when that person tells you, hey, you're screwing up, this is bad, don't do this. Pay attention to what that person is saying. Yeah. Sometimes that person is going to be wrong. But the person is going to be right enough that... You know, like I said, at least listen to the person. So... Where are we? Here we are. If you don't mind putting up with a lot of ridiculous stuff... And I'm not just talking the criticism is a major issue but you're also going to need to set up a buffer you're also going to need to a master at social marketing you're going to have to deal with a certain amount of free labor especially at the beginning and you're going to have problems finding a collaborator if you don't mind dealing with those and trust me they can be strenuous in and of themselves hey go for it if you're having problems finding a collaborator like I said, learn how to draw yourself. There's a lot of books, a lot of classes. You can do this online. You can take a cheap class in the community. From what I understand. A lot of states are seriously starting to debate having the first two years of college free, or having some access to college for free for the first couple of years. If you can find something like that, take advantage of it. You know, get major in whatever you want to major in. And at the same time, take a couple of classes and throw them into art and writing. Especially some drawing classes. Also, graphic design classes while you're at it. I cannot recommend graphic design enough. You have to see how many artists are doing some really incredible stuff, but the composition is way off. Or the color palette's way off. Both of these fall into graphic design stuff. If you don't know what the rule of thirds is, you need to seriously look it up. You know? And while you're at it, take a couple of uh, acting classes. Especially if you're a writer. That helps you get into characters. Um, And, of course, I can't stress taking film classes. You tend to learn a lot of really cool stuff in those film classes that applies to a lot of different art. The rule of 180 is incredible when it comes to doing conversations, for example. You don't know what it is? Hey, time to look it up, right? But, if you don't mind dealing with all that kind of stuff, well, you've got one heck of an avenue for freedom of expression. You can do pretty much anything you want. You don't have to limit yourself to just an eight and a half by 10 inch panel. You want to take as much room and just go crazy? No problem. You want to throw a little bit of animation in there through GIFs? No problem. So on and so forth. There's a lot of room for personal expression when it comes to webcomics. For those trying to set up their own little portfolios the webcomic sets itself up as a marketable resume that is it's proof to other people that they can easily reference they don't have to go to you know a corporate office to figure out what you've been up to you just, go, you just give them the URL and let them play you know it becomes a really great little resume for future projects and as I pointed out it's, there's also a lot of potential income so just keep in mind a lot of this and you should be fine. Just have some fun with it, you know. Go for it. So, you were still into sticking around and doing web comics? Cool. You want to find out a lot more about it? Even better. You'll be hearing a lot more from me and how to do how to pull a lot of this stuff off. If on the other hand I've accidentally scared you away, well that happened too so you know bottom line if you're sticking with it let's go for it I'll see you guys next week have a good evening